You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning in to the penultimate issue of Paper Cuts, issue 64. I am your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this evening are Mr. Matthew Much. Oh, boy. And Mr. Evan Goldstein. I don't think you're using the word penultimate correctly. I am. Penultimate it's is the second to last. for the year. Sorry, I drew a blank there. I was just My brain just clicked off for a second. Oh, penultimate means second to last. Yeah, it does. Right, but you didn't we do that seasonally? I don't know. Penultimate for the fucking year, then. <laughs> okay. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> but not for the fiscal word. year. No, not for the fiscal year. That is very true, Matthew. Calendar year. Very, very correct, sir. Good job. Okay. I'm not redoing the intro because I'm going to see a Star War. Well, that's On this fine. week's episode, we'll be talking taxes. <laughs> uh, you may have noticed, listeners of the show, that uh, one voice you have not heard yet is Mr. Dean DeFalco, and that's because he's dead. So ah! <laughs> that sucks. We're going to miss him. Can we totally destroy Mega Man 55? Oh, we're gonna. Okay, cool. Just, just hold on. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, see, here's the thing, uh, gentle listeners. In, in the world of comic books, this, this like, two-week period here at the end of the year is kind of a black hole. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about shit. it. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I, Wednesday this year, the day the comic books come out, I don't need to say that. You're listening to a comic book podcast. You know what day they come out. But Wednesday, day before, you know, Christmas Eve, nobody gave a shit about, you know, like rushing out to get their books this week. And next week, everybody's fucking too pissed off that their family hasn't left yet. Like Aunt <laughs> Millie is still here. And you're just like, what's that fucks? smell? Why it's does it Aunt smell Millie. like mothballs and shit? I don't know why she's still here. I don't even have an Aunt Millie, but Wait, she's here. But she's just in your house, and she won't leave. And, like, ah, oh, they're just... Yeah, so... The, the, the two Aunt weeks, Millie, huge the fan of the show. <laughs> 10 Aunt out of Millie. 10 fan of the show. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do it again. Um, they just... Like, these two weeks are... They're just... They're not good. So, uh, we did... I, I, there were... Out of the, the five books I read this week, because, Evan, I wasn't going to let you suffer through the master race alone, um, there were two I enjoyed. But let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, let's jump in with Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, book two. Uh, Evan, I'm going to let you uh, take the this reins the, on this one. This, this was, honest to God, the only book I enjoyed this week. I got more story. Uh-huh. I got some backstory. Got some good art. And I actually want to read the third issue, which I didn't have that feeling at the end of the first issue. I felt I was being forced because I'm a nice guy to read the second issue. It's a huge step up, yeah, it sounds like. It, it is. Um, it starts off, you know, Kel- Ke- Katie? Ke- Ke- Carrie. Ba- Carrie. Carrie Kelly, Kelly is being Kelly questioned. Kelly. It's the you know, Robinette. Um, <laughs> she's being questioned. And then we get some, like, backstory on... I guess a fake story. I don't know. I, see, like, <laughs> I, I am assuming that, and here, here's where I have a problem with this series because I, I will agree with you entirely. This issue was way better than the first one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like leaps and fucking bounds better because it involved the story, <laughs> right? There was <laughs> things that happened, stuff. But like this, this does not feel like a continuation of Dark Knight Two. To me, I, I, okay. Like it, I, I'm look. I just all right. I understand you're having that qualm, but I'm looking at it as an independent thing, right? But but well, but I'm saying if it's taking place in that universe and this is supposed to be the thing that happened next, and that's the story. That is explained here of of Batman getting his ass beat by this guy that almost kills him. Like it, I don't know. It just it feels the timeline doesn't feel quite right. It feels it feels like there's a chunk of information missing. Right, and there the possibility that like this. I'm gonna say a a third of the the Kelly story was flashback. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Um, I feel that they're going to continue to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of this issue, spoilers, they show Bruce Wayne is not dead. <laughs> who, th- who thought he was going to be? I, I did. I was. That's a lie. <laughs> I was so surprised. Were you surprised? <laughs> I was. <gasps> and then. <gasps> and, um, <laughs> but I feel like they're going to. It's not the whole, you know, six years previous shit. Right. They're just going to flash back and forth to progress till they get to a spot. And I'm assuming that spot is when that whole Adams story comes to fruition, which it's quickly turning to yeah, shit. That that shit escalated quickly. Real quick. Like we we have we have regrown the the bottle city of Candor and oh fuck they're cannibals. Shit. And they're assholes. They're super powered cannibals. <laughs> Damn it. We have fucked up in a big bad way here. I, 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 the, the, the story between Wonder Woman and her daughter seems a little forced. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's, why I should care about that. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed this issue. I don't know. I did read it last. Mm. So it might mm-hmm. be, you know, looking at it through rose colored glasses because of the rest of the stuff that I read this week. Yeah, well, it wasn't good. Um, but there's like the art itself, way more beautiful imagery this time than the last issue. Is there any consistency? Much more consistent. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Much more consistent. Um, the, the backup story this week was a Wonder Woman tale. Uh, I did not read this. Was it worth it? The, the little, the, it's just, that's what I'm talking about. The interplay between Wonder Woman and her daughter. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, a mother trying to talk to her kid and her kids of that age where she doesn't Uh give a shit. So it's back and forth and I'm more powerful. And apparently the daughter is way more powerful than Wonder Woman. She's she's Kryptonian. Well, yeah, she's half Superman. So and I think the daughter knows it. And she's just like, I'm a teenager filled with angst. Leave me alone. Now, is the the baby that is on um Diana's in the papoose, <laughs> are they in cahoots together? Hate when hate when my children are in cahoots. Um, I, <laughs> is that uh, with? Uh, oh God, this is a terrible sentence that I can't get out. Um, is that Superman's kid as well, or have we not found that out yet? We have not found that out yet. Ooh, we, so I'm just it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I'm just assuming it's Donna's kid. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it might not even I, be hers. It might not. She, maybe it's just a child. I mean, because the the age between the two kids is 
dramatic. Yeah. Like, well, but, uh, so. But Wonder we still Woman don't doesn't know. age. Right. Really. And technically, like, neither she does. She ages much, much slower. I mean, because in, that the, I mean, in this be, universe, uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> still looks like a gal in her 30s, and Bruce <laughs> Wayne is crippled the fuck up so 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 what you're telling me is that baby on her back could be 47 years old that we just don't know it <laughs> baby might be 47 years old who knows i i don't know i okay. can't answer that these backup stories are very short but what happened in this issue was that in the main title they tied it into the story it seems mm-hmm. so maybe we'll get that next week or next month whenever the i think it's every other week Every other week, bi weekly, bi weekly, yeah, bi 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 this book bi. this week. So I still strong I st- endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> I still didn't feel it was worth six bucks, and that is a that is a hurdle that either you need to just get over or say fuck it right. because that is expensive for a comic. That I mean, granted, there is a lot more story in this issue. Still not six, seven bucks worth of story. Well, yeah, I, like still at the end of the day, after two issues of this now, um, nothing no has happened. Nope. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I mean, the Candor stuff. Yeah, okay. The, the that, can- nothing about Batman has happened in the Dark Knight book. Like, no. it's all been Bottle City Robin. Candor. <laughs> and, and Robinette. And Robinette, yeah. So... So yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I read this and I was like, "Oh, that was that was way better than, than last time." But still, ew. <laughs> I still didn't love it. You know, like it, it is a on the higher side of meh. Yeah, the the higher side, a sub meh maybe, meh, okay. or a a pre meh. I don't know. <laughs> Give it ew at a ten. An mm. ew at a ten. Nice. All right. Nice. I like that. All right. So uh, let's let's jump into the books that uh, that we all agreed to read this week. And, right, uh, I'm just stating beforehand, I only picked Venom out of irony mm-hmm. or whatever that shit is. Okay? I had nothing really to do with the rest of these. Did. <laughs> nothing so, to do with the rest of these books. Let's, ready to go. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Venom Space Night number two because we bashed the hell out of the first one. But we kind of talked about it last week. And we're like, all right, well, let's let's see. Let's see where if, this is going. If I may. Uh-huh. Oh, you may. You may. Probably be uh, a lot quicker to kind of bang out what was good about the book, which uh, it's pretty. Yes. Yep. The art is is the saving grace of this book. Yeah, Ariel Olivetti does amazing work. And this issue, I felt, was even stronger than the last issue. Um, yeah, more yeah, linear. They got some good creatures. Yeah, the creatures were really cool. Um, and the we shot, got the s- opening page shot. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the Venom uh, Ball. I'm sorry. The, yeah, there there was some interesting shit, but like the yeah, the I opening like page shot of the Guardians of the Galaxy together, like I thought that was really cool. His Groot looks really really sweet. Um, you know, I dug that. Uh, man, that was about it though. I oh, oh, oh boy. Um, what did you guys think? Well, his. His Groot still looks like Groot, as opposed to new Cosmic Groot, which just looks like uh, a Rastafarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it's a little true. Weird. And the whole thing is, Groot's a tree, yeah. so I like him to look like a tree, mm-hmm. uh, notwithstanding whatever they change him to look like. I just like him to look like a tree. <laughs> 
You're a very simple man, Matt. We appreciate that. <laughs> simple man. I like simple things. I like my, my Spider-Man to be all gangly. I like my Groot to look like a fucking tree. Not asking for much. I do like my newly introduced Venom shoot and Venom ball, though. Yeah. Would you call that a Venom shoot or a Venom tent? Uh Oh, I guess. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, I like the theory of he has a pup tent. On his back at all times. He has a venom lean to. <laughs> he can construct at any moment. I mean, they turned they turned the symbiote into like those joking things that Mister Fantastic used to do. Yeah, they yeah, turned yeah. they turned the symbiote into Plastic Man. And there, that's even better reference. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and God damn it, I love Plastic Man. So this really should have been right up my alley. But oh, I just like at the end of this issue, I just didn't give a shit what happened now. I just don't care. Well, what, what, what blows my mind is within this issue, we met two other characters that apparently have symbiotes yeah. that are part of this uh, agents, agents of, of the, the cosmos. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. Nope. Don't give a fuck at all. Because they're not pleasant characters. No. But, but even beyond that, like a whole race of symbiotes that are like good now out there protecting like it basically turned the the Clintar or Clintar. Uh, did we ever decide how we're going to say that? Mm, Lama ding dong. The, the yeah. Clintars. It basically turned them almost into like a Green Lantern kind of uh, peacekeeping force. Like yeah, is, which I'm into. Seems. Like that. That sounds like kind of a cool idea because you can do weird shit with the symbiotes, and that's that's pretty awesome. But I I just didn't care. You I, know. I, it, it, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of the symbiotes as uh, well. They we thought they were angry creatures, and uh, they were very much separate creatures. But now that they're peaceful, they're just kind of like it's a box of Swiss Army knives that anybody could go yoink a couple. Yeah, and yeah. just use them. But in in deciding they were natively peaceful, they're just kind of utilitarian. They're less interesting. They're boring. Yeah. Yeah, that's I just I was I just didn't care. Like I read through this whole issue and was like, eh, all right. Which which the weird there was so much action in this book. Yeah. And I I was bored. There's a ton of action. It looked great. Um like <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's we gave it two issues. Um I would say this is this is a pass like going forward. It, uh, yeah. I would be shocked if this book got a lot better. You I know? was I was more supportive after issue 1, but now I'm just kind of with with I, you. Like I don't like Venom, like the artistry of Venom within like two pages. Like like uh, uh, you know, left and right. Mm -hmm. His he changes like six times. Mhm. Mm which is cool. But what's up with his chin? I know. <laughs> what is that? It's I don't a know. new artist is a big Bruce Campbell fan. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Doing a lot of art at night between other projects, watching <laughs> old Leno reruns he has recorded. It's just chins on the brain. <laughs> and we found the name of our episode. Please make sure to note that. Chins for Dean. on the brain. We have chins on the brain. <laughs> I I think my biggest problem with this issue was the uh the want to know what happens next cover preview of issue number three 
they have um, Flash outside of the Venom symbiote uh, either falling, I guess it's into a volcano, it, it appears. That's what it looks like, yeah. Um, but he doesn't have legs. And I know he doesn't, he doesn't have legs. Like, oh. I know that that's a, an aspect of his character. But in the rest of the book, he's got, like, mechanical legs that he's walking around on. They're not the no. symbiote. No, the symbiote keeps giving him legs. No, yeah, he like, just keeps that part. Look at the fucking thing. Are you I'm sure? Yeah. yeah. Is that what it is? They've the talked si- about it in other... Have in they? Other, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that last page is the symbiote freaking out going, Oh, God. <laughs> Try oh, and God, run away you don't from get legs right now. Just, <laughs> Oops. I don't know. I, not only is a I, volcano bad, but uh, symbiotes don't do well with heat, right? Right. But is it, it heat and sound? I thought it was sound. I think it's both. Oh, I think oh. it's both. I think you're thinking aliens from, like, the, the Aliens series. They don't do well with heat. Well, that is true. <laughs> Maybe it's just a universal <laughs> aliens thing. It is factual. All right. Ugh. Yeah, I, no, no, Next. <laughs> no, we're never reading this book again. Ugh, out of ten. If that, if that. So, the book that Dean selected for us this week that I was somewhat excited to read because it has been a relatively decent series was the uh, the final issue of Mega Man. For and now. For now. Apparently the book is going on hiatus uh, for an indeterminate amount of time. So this was issue 55. They have done a bunch of different crossovers and spinoff series and a bunch of stuff. And this book, you know, for being the final issue, I just, I was so underwhelmed by this. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even whelmed. Yeah. There was no whelming at all. Granted, I have yet. This is the first issue of Mega Man I have read. Oh, so, I did that too. So this was, this meant absolutely nothing to me. Right. And I thought I was Dean at one point in time within the week, I, since Wednesday, said something about feels. Yeah. And at nothing, I was looking at this going, man, this is really childlike artwork. The story is there is no story here. It's just yeah. a guy going, what's that? What's this? Well, what's see, that? What's this? What's yeah. that? Now, to be fair, Go ahead. all of the stuff... Okay, so here, here's what happens in the story. Uh, experiment, experiment, experiment. We're doing some time shit. And uh, Dr. Light gets a, a bump on the head and is like... While they use Time Man's power to slow things down so they can work on these different... Uh, like I think they call them like time particles. Like Not a very creative name. Um... <laughs> And as he is uh, knocked for a loop, uh, because something has happened in the experiment, he starts to see visions of the things, the thing that he has created going poorly. Now, in that story, in and of itself, is an interesting story. Because the, the idea that this man created the Robot Masters, the original uh, Mega Man, game basically mm-hmm. those robots and Mega Man to help humanity and that the robots then were evil Dr. Wily took them um, so his creation started doing bad things there's an interesting story there I mean not to sound too ridiculous about it but if you think about the scientists who worked on the atomic bomb 
like they they were doing something for you know for for their country and for science that murdered a whole fucking ton of people so there like there's interest in that story in the 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 morality of it i suppose what they also did with this with this story was as they were flashing forward if you have played the mega man series of games everything that they flashed forward to was a different iteration of mega man so you had regular mega man you had x there was battle network mega man legends made an appearance in there mega man and base mega man zero like all of these things that have gone all of the different games that have happened throughout the series so like that part of it from like a hmm that's kind of interesting i was into it but the words happening around the story <laughs> but the words that, like it, it took me right back out of it because they were i think this is the first time that i have read this book and really felt like no this is a kid's book yeah you know like other times i've read because it definitely looks like a kid's book and i'm fine with that um because adventure time looks like a kid's show like you know what i mean I'm, I, I i don't begrudge it it's art style but the writing in this issue in particular <laughs> felt very childlike i agree I, yeah <laughs> um it almost if they hadn't really been dead set on assuring people we'll be back someday mm -hmm. they could have just had issue 55 as a concept art book uh, covering the entire apparently future uh, already established future of Mega Man yeah Just like an yeah. art book and I thought that was kind of cool like I thought every page in this book for the most part <laughs> is a big one page splash mm-hmm and I thought every that page would be a great poster. Yeah, I mean they were awesome. Like the except the, for the words, but the words, the words were like it was so heavy-handed. You know, like it was, it was like when when the deep arty kid in high school got up to read a story, and you were like, "Oh God, oh, just God. sit down, Malcolm. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You get it? You're tortured. No one gives a shit." We get it, Malcolm. Ugh, just Malcolm. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. I, that's the way I felt. Like I, I liked the artwork in it because it's what I'm used to with this book, and it's Mega Man. Like I'm not really looking for, you know, Jim Lee's Mega Man. But I mean, I, all right. I went into this with the expectations that Dean has set for me. Right. He talks this book up greatly. Well, you have to understand Dean's level of obsession with Mega Man, though. I was really. I thought you'd definitely go in someplace else with that. Well, <laughs> Dean's level of childlike wonder. <laughs> that too. Dean's a simple boy. Just, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but you know what? <laughs> the one thing I can give this book: uh, best onomatopoeia of the week, <laughs> which was oh, uh, which yeah. When uh, okay, who's the heavyset bearded fellow who gets Doctor Light? Dr. Light, pull, when he gets hurt, there is a vort. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> vort is pretty good. I oh. don't know what that means. I saw electrical current going. So yeah. I would think more of a zzz, possibly, but vort. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that, I don't know what that means either. But 
This yeah. did I, I, this doesn't make me want as as a non-reader or mm. uh, someone who's never it doesn't make me want to pick up if there was a next issue or if they're going to start up a new title doesn't make me want to pick it up. Yeah, the, the only the only trouble uh, plot-wise is that the only thing that can happen after the last page is that Doctor Light with the I guess the original Mega Man is the one he's with. Yes, he would have to immediately just destroy him. <laughs> because the future uh, looks bright and colorful, but it's terrible, and tons of people died. <laughs> well, but he says, you know, he says that the images of the future are fading, and he's going. Everything's going to be okay because there is always going to be a Mega Man to protect them. Maybe he should build at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> Just one Mega Man against. Make it Mega Men. <laughs> typically about eight or nine robot masters for any century. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's got a dog. He's got. He's Rush. got a dog. I mean, true. Later, he has a bird. He does. Uh, there's a cat. Uh, I, I'm just. Uh, I'm looking at sloth. these the the, uh, <laughs> the imagery here, and I'm trying to remember how long ago it it, it was when I played Mega Man. And looking at these characters going, really, I played this video game? What's with the dude with the scissors on his head? Yeah, cut the scissor man. Yes, I know. They weren't very creative with the titles, the names of the characters. I get it. Cutman's the best. It was like... Sorry, Cutman, yeah. One one of my proudest parenting moments was my (laughs) daughter Penny was four, and we had purchased a Doc McStuffins playset for them. And Doc McStuffins, as I'm sure you all know, is a veterinarian on, like, Disney Junior. Uh, or not yes. a ver- veterinarian. She fixes toys. Taxidermist? <laughs> she's a th- yeah, she's a taxidermist. Um, no, like, she fixes broken toys and shit. Uh, okay. um, and in the playset, it came with a pair of scissors, and my four-year-old daughter came out of her bedroom with the scissors on her head and went, Daddy, I'm cut, man! Wow. Yes. Parenting done right. As she ran through the house with scissors on her head. Oh, and then dear. she threw them at me, went Shirkin off into style. her base. It was weird. No, um, yeah. I, it, I'm sh- Okay. I'm the go rest of the th- series has been way better than this issue was. Like, this I did not feel was a good issue. But Dean did. Yeah. So I'm going to assume... For those that have read the other 54 issues mm-hmm. of this run, you're going to like it. Because Dean liked it. Yeah, I can easily accept, very easily accept, that a, a, a fan of the series thought it was good. That's To me, that's obvious. Yeah. Sure. But it was a super bad idea to make this our jumping on point. <laughs> <laughs> That is and very it's not, it's Captain not always. Obvious strikes again. <laughs> because, like, I only watched the last season of Breaking Bad, and I had a great time. So it can work, but maybe just, not just the last issue, which would be an anti-retrospective of a series. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, not All a... Right. Not great. I I would I would say pass on this, even if you were a fan of the series. But you know, I, yeah. Anyway. That's probably a ten out of ten if you're not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's probably true. That's a very good point. All right, which which other piece of comic are we going to talk about which, next? Which other f- piece of flotsam are we about to discuss? What what a weak week. Uh, Patsy Walker. Yep. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. AKA Hellcat. Hellcat number one. A book I was really looking forward to. And boy, you do were. you feel stupid. Uh, okay, so I didn't hate this book. <laughs> oh. I didn't hate it. But good up top. So I, apparently you're a 17, no, seven-year-old girl now? Well, no, yes. Um, <laughs> About 15, I think. <laughs> I didn't hate this book for what it was. Um, but I have no interest in finding out what happens next. Like I, this was another book like Venom, where I got to the end of it and went, "Yeah, I don't give a shit." Um, <laughs> and this one doesn't even have grotesquely oversized owl boobs no. for us to be N- curious about. <laughs> Nary an owl boob to be seen in Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat. So, uh, okay, man, that's a bad last page. The art in this book is perhaps the most inconsistent <laughs> art that I have ever seen, but I think it was done on purpose that way, which is a curious choice. It, okay, you know how um, Teen Titan, what you know the Teen Titans cartoon? Yes. How it, Teen Titans Go, one of the best it, shows it, on TV. The art jumps from regular to weird, weird over. Sized eye anime looking. Yeah, that 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 was this pictorially. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no action involved in. It was just looks like they had I don't know seven different artists doing the book. Right, but it's just the one, and like the reason it works on Teen Titans Go is because the styles, the the base style of the show is so different from the different things that they jump to. Mm-hmm. But this it's an was accent. Yeah, this was. <laughs> she looked like she forgot how to draw. Yeah, she Hellcat fr- every once in a while. Yeah, like every now and again, it's like, and no, I fucked up that panel, but I don't have any more time to go back and fix it. Like it wasn't stylized enough. But I, what it was just. I'm, all right, now I'm refreshing. I really, I think I've. It's just Hellcat that changes. Yeah, uh, all and, the rest of the characters within the panel. Stay the, the normal art style. Yeah. She just goes chibi or childlike or wildly inconsistent in height depiction and age. Age, yeah, <laughs> fucking weird, man. Like it's a weird choice. But because every now and again, her Hellcat looks really awesome. Like the the second page, the actual title page. Yeah, that, Patsy that's Walker, a aka Hellcat, the page. and that's a good page. But then the rest of it, like, it's so... Actually, that's a lie, because within that page, where they're giving her her backstory, yeah, half bubble, she's there, like, looking like a kitten. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But the theory is, is she's working for uh, She-Hulk, right? Right. As a, an investigator, but She-Hulk can't afford her anymore. Right. So she's got to find another means of income. She's falling on she, hard times. She finds a, a really bad thief. A makes him a good inhuman. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Make, I, get, gets him a job at a bookstore. Apparently. Um, she is the main title of a comic that her mother put out that her be- a friend from her past has re-released that she is unaware of. Somehow. And 
Now she's going to sue her. Yeah. That's what I got. I, oh, and she's going to start a business. Yeah. Going to start a business for Inhumans getting, like, a temp agency for Inhumans. Yeah, Heroes for Hire, but not Heroes for Hire trademark. No, it's Heroes Who Need Work. Heroes Who Need Work. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Heroes, or Heroes <laughs> What Need Work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know who the, the target demographic is for this book. What It, it felt like an Archie comic. And I do not yes. fucking like Archie comics at all. No. Um, and that's a personal thing. Hey. I know. I Look, I Wait. get it. Archie has been out on Wait. the stands for longer than the three of us collectively have been alive. Like, I get yes. that. It's not my thing, though. I find it even more curious that coming off the heels of Jessica Jones on Netflix, that this is the Patsy Walker book that they would put out. The darkest iteration of a Marvel character yet to show up on TV or in a movie. Yeah. And we get this Archie variant of a character from it. Very strange. Because putting a Patsy Walker book out right now, a Hellcat book, makes a lot of sense. Putting out Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, ties it in to Alias and to what was originally called AKA Jessica Jones, which is, as you said, about the most dark fucking thing Marvel has ever done. Like there is no sunshine with Purple Man. Nope. At all. It seems like they thought, like Marvel thought, hey, there are a bunch of 14 year old girls watching Jessica Jones. Sure. Let's jump on that train and try to sell them comics. Right. And I would say go read Lumberjanes because that's the book they should be reading. Because it, I don't know, this book kind of felt insulting to a point. I could see that easily, yeah. I mean, this, this almost seemed like this really seems like editorially driven men saying like we got to get more female readers this is what the little girls like right yeah like <laughs> put in a ambiguously bearded guy and a sort of asian dude and she hulk because I, she's in every female book ever uh, <laughs> it really bothered me that that ambiguously bearded dude yeah had gauges yeah same here <laughs> like why was that necessary because there's got to be a hipster in every marvel book oh uh, uh, good point good point I was, oh man, I was just, I don't know. I was really, really surprised by this book. It seemed like a really pandering book. Pandering is the perfect word for this book. Pander Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, now Dean's going to have to choose between titles. (laughs) It gets a you're doing it wrong out of ten. It it really (laughs) does. Like, this book done right is the um, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. That book's okay. fun and cute and charming and everything that this book was going for, um, at least from Marvel anyway. Uh, just a bit outside. Yeah, just, just a bit. Out. You're still missing the cutoff, man. And that is something I would like you to work on for next season. I think... I think so far we have had a league of their own reference in like the last ten shows in a row, and here's uh, here's to ten more I've, at least. I think if we could make that a goal for the new year to work in for the next fifty-two 
issues of the Paper Cuts podcast to have at least one League of Their Own reference. I'm up for it. All right. I'm in. I like it. I'm in. Um, but yeah, uh, there there's so many better versions of what the what this comic is going for. Um, I'd be curious to know how it did because as uh, an adult we male? might yeah as adult <laughs> men I didn't know how to describe us. Um, so you pulling back the veil there, Matt? Have been, might not have been the target audience, and it might be great to the targeted demographic. Maybe. Hold on. Now, if if you want to talk, you know, target demographic, there is a cover gallery in the back of the book mm-hmm. for the other um, variant, the you know, incentives. The artwork on four out of uh, that's well, we're not going to count the main cover. So four out of six of those covers are stunning. Yeah, the Chris beautifully, Anka beautifully one drawn is killer. It's great. I, the, I mean, there's the standard Marvel like toy cover, which I like a lot. Which yes, but that's like that's a thing. Like that's not really an artistic style, right? And then you have the the glove, the. What are they calling it? The hip hop variant? Yeah, I don't the, get it. Yeah, but you're, you're what, not a, you're not a big hip hop guy, Evan. No, it's no, okay. I'm not with the hippity hop. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the other four covers are so adult and so stunningly drawn that if I was to like, let's say this was the only cover that they had left, and I was to pick that up and go home and then open up the book and then see what was inside. Yeah, I would probably go back to my local comic shop and slap that person behind the counter. Yeah, because it's their fault, <laughs> clearly. Or just seal it in a sleeve and hang it on your wall or something, never to be read again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it just I was I was really, really disappointed in this book because Marvel has done a pretty decent job lately with their female characters. Like way better than they have in the past. Like the Squirrel Girl book is really good. Miss Marvel is excellent. Like the the stories involving Kamala Khan, like mm-hmm. her book and New Avengers, um, or the the all new all different Avengers book now and what her book was previously were excellent. They've been doing some interesting stuff with She Hulk. The Captain Marvel book that Kelly Sue DeConnick was doing was excellent. Um, A Force wasn't terrible. <laughs> like there's a I'm, good idea there. The Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur was pretty cool. Uh, this I'm looking just, at that the the, no. the 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 soapbox, the letters to the editor type of page. It's called Hello Kitties, yeah, which really bothers me. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's this is an cute. all yeah this is an all ages book, which is fine. Sure. Okay. But they think that this all ages book is something that could be passed on to adult readers. Yeah. No. No, it, we should write to them and say, yeah, no. Yeah, no, we should write to like, really. And I I'm going to say it again. Read Lumberjanes. That book is incredible. It's one of my favorite books that I found this year. That is an all ages story done, done well, done right. So like I actually think, uh, see, like their theory is this that is this, not that this is an adult book that could be passed on to children. Mm mm. That's insulting to adults. Okay. What, what, what's the rating on this one? Uh, Matt? I think Matt's Oh, I said it before. I forget what I said, though. Not trying or missing missing the mark out of 10? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, like you're doing it wrong out of 10 or something. Yeah, you're doing it wrong out of 10. There we go. There we go. All right, so... Last, last but, but not least. Not least. My favorite book of the week. I actually really enjoyed this book. Um, oh, Rocketeer good. at War, number one, uh, written by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, so a continuation of the Rocketeer story. Uh, apparently Cliff has uh, joined the military uh, officially, mm-hmm. not just as the Rocketeer, uh, is not just helping out as the Rocketeer as he's been doing in, in the comics universe recently. Um, and has given up being the Rocketeer. Uh, he's a mechanic. That make sense? He's a, yeah, he's a because yeah because he would do that. Um, but he's a mechanic now, and he's you know he's not flying. He's got his girl back home and and all that stuff. And there's some they're trying to test out the Rocketeer pack for to make it you know a weapon for the U.S. military. And and the people who keep testing it keep dying, and. They make it sound as if they're dying whilst flying. Yeah, no, they're dying. It's they're like they're, like they're dying of a heart shit. attack in in midair, and then crashing. It's got to be pretty scintillating. <laughs> <laughs> no, these assholes don't know how to drive it, and they keep crashing into shit and dying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's still taking place in the forties. There's still lots of uh, Nazis in this yeah. uh, in this book. I did catch a Jap in there as well yeah i, I saw like, that and <laughs> yeah like it's on the very first page um where like a military commander is like giving a speech and he's like yeah we got to do this shit and you know uh yeah i'm looking at it right now the sleeping giant or where is it i just fuck it just went past it's not on the first page not on the first hold on Anyway, he says Jap. That's fucking offensive, man. It, no, it is on the first page. Led by American aviator Clearly Chenault, these brave P-40 pilots are giving the Japs all they can handle. And it was like, really? Like, I know we're, we're talking about a book that's taking place in the 40s. There it is. But that's still fucking offensive. Like, Yeah, I think the only reason it's kind of okay is because it's, it's a period piece. Sure, really? but... There's, I don't know. That's a slippery slope <laughs> argument, my friend. Well, no, absolutely like, it is. Like, <laughs> if I write a comic I mean, book as a white male about the white South, the antebellum South, there's certain words I still am not going to say. Oh, and that's that's good. You know, because, like, I, I don't think, like, this... At, <laughs> we may want to stop treading on this pathway and say it was inappropriate. <laughs> well, yeah, like, and that that's really, like, what I was going to say about it is that reading that, that took me out of the story because I don't think anything would have been lost in the military message that the guy was delivering if he would have said, are giving the Japanese all they can handle. Well, that's true. You know, like, I, I it just felt unnecessarily authentic. Had it been the word Japanese, we wouldn't have noticed it. Right. True. It just would have blended in with the rest of the words. Which would have been (laughs) fine because I know enough about 1942 and 43 to know that, you know, everybody was fighting the Japanese and the Germans (laughs) and the Italians for a bit until Mussolini (laughs) bitched out. It's funny because who were stomping out uh, and that little... Our brave American soldiers have joined forces or joined with France, Poland, Great Britain, Canada. That just for some reason, I was like, really? Canada? Canada <laughs> is sending their us huge military seal. force. Canada? Maple said they're sending us bears. That's awesome. <laughs> Anywho, the Nazis have never seen shit like this. Just <laughs> airdropping hungry bears into fucking Germany. 
probably be effective. <laughs> really? I mean, it would really would have been, man. The fucking come on now. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so lots of guys are dying uh, trying to fly the Rocketeer thing uh, or fly the jetpack. Uh, there's a German guy who shows up uh, trying to steal uh, what they eventually call the Magnetron. Which is the, uh, you know... Thing that makes a microwave work, yeah. The the thing that makes a microwave work. Uh, Because, I mean, that's been the Rocketeer thing the whole time. Like, Cliff was the only guy who could fly the pack. Like, he, that's why he had to be the Rocketeer. Nobody else could make it work. So, you know, like, they're just kind of continuing on with that story. Um, This, again, like, this was a weird book to read because it's kind of rehashing stuff that has already happened but not moving the story along at all it's it's an intro it's a obvious intro book yeah it was it was very much the rocketeer world very much a by the numbers number one issue and for people like us who have enjoyed rocketeer in the past this was lacking in the rocketeer right uh, yes. We did get a Nazi squirrel man. Yeah, I was going to say. We got. Uh, of, yeah, that was uh, kind of yeah. cool. And uh, a diamond cannon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got. shoots one giant diamond. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious as to who the, the broad is that was taking down the Nazis in the, the plane when she crashed. Yeah, uh, Foxy Roxy. Foxy Roxy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. Uh, I just wanted more Rocketeer. Yeah. The, it, an interesting thing, uh, just as an aside, as I was reading um, this book, my daughter came up next to me, and she is learning how to read now in school. I was like, Daddy, why does that say Foxy Roxy on the side? And just like, oh, <laughs> I have to start censoring things around my child now. So it was like, I don't why? know. What's wrong with Foxy they, Roxy? They didn't explain it. It's alliteration. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> not, well, not really. Alliter- <laughs> it's, it's not what that word means. No, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> like if it was like Foxy, Foxy. Yeah, if it was like Foxy, Foxy, which is it a rhymes. Name, but Fuck that, you. There you go. It's rhyming. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway, uh, long story short, intro in typical intro book stuff, getting you caught up into the world. And oh, lo and behold, the last page is Cliff back in the Rocketeer suit, uh, flying away because that's. That's really, what we were waiting for the whole book. Right. That's what I needed to be happening from from the very beginning. Um, the only kind of twist here is that his uh, his girlfriend back home, uh, back in the states, has enlisted into the uh, the uh, what did they call it? The, the Women's, Women's Army, Army Corps. Corps. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sure that is going to be a thing. Well, him. Foxy, Roxy, and uh, Betty? That's her name, right? Betty? Betty, yeah, thank you. There's going to be a thing there. Yeah. There's sure. triangular with Has three points and one guy, two girl. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> it's a decent problem to have. Yeah. Um, I, like, I enjoyed it. I wanted more Rocketeer. Um, I didn't need all this catching up. If you're new to the world of the Rocketeer, uh, that's the thing. If you're new to this world... I don't know that there was enough in this book to hook you to the next one Mm. because the Rocketeer is by far the coolest part of the Rocketeer stories. 
You know what I mean? Like it's that's not, why they titled it said Rocketeer. Yeah, that, it, it's <laughs> not like the world of the Rocketeer is so interesting that you come back for that. Like it's World War Two. I get it. The Rocketeer is the cool part, and the the artwork I thought was great. I love I love I love Bullock's Bullock. artwork. Oh, it fits the the tone perfect. and the you know the time period of this book. It, it's perfect, and that last page as he is flying away as the rocketeer is flying away that's a great fucking page i mean it looks awesome so I, yes i like there's a a pinup if you will yeah i really like that piece of artwork as as well um i i mean bullock he he very consistent artist absolutely when you you see his artwork you know it's his right there's, very, he doesn't change very much. Right. And he's really good at it, too. And, so. and the storytelling is really good. Like, the panel-to-panel stuff is really good. There's no weird, like, jump cuts. Everything seems to make sense and kind of flow, um, which is a, more difficult than you might imagine. For an example, go back and read Patsy Walker. Um, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> you know. I, we'll get angry letters. Don't say that. Yeah, no, don't, don't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I would say definitely, at, at least out of the five books that I read so far this week, this was by far the best. Mm. I, I, I liked Batman better than this one because I wanted more. Like, okay, Dark Knight 3, 2 mm. was so much better of an improvement <laughs> from Dark Knight 3, 1. Yeah, it really was. Okay, so that that like was like a real high, and then... This was, ah, oh, I wish there was more Rocketeer in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything else about the book was great. Good, It's a good story. Like, it sets everything up for what could be a six-issue run, a fucking 50-issue run. It, right. It's just the introduction of the universe that is the Rocketeer. I don't need that. Right. So, I yeah, want more. I, could have, I would say, if you're a fan of the Rocketeer, uh, and you've been waiting with bated breath for a new Rocketeer book, wait another month. <laughs> and just jump in there. Um, if you're not a fan of the Rocketeer or don't know much about it, this is as good a jumping on point as any. Yes. Really what it comes down to is that we should have listened to me and we should have read The Death Defined Dr. Mirage. Sure. Nobody fucking listens to me, though. I'm just the host. What You've do picked I the Rocketeer, dude. I know. We should have okay. listened to me on two books. <laughs> Maybe we will next week. Who, Who picked knows? Patsy? You picked Patsy. I did not. We collectively picked Patsy. That's a lie. That probably is. Anyway, I, I didn't pick Patsy. No, no, you. Did so not. I have a question. Seeing as you are going off to Star Wars land, have you avoided all spoilers? I have avoided every single spoiler, and I swear <laughs> to God and baby Jesus that. I will find you and I will hurt you if you say some shit right now. Oh, I'm not saying it. No not way. fucking say a thing. I swear. I'm really like, trying hard to think up something that is completely false. No, I th- like. I think I have it figured out. I think, like, I think Kylo Ren is going to take his mask off and he's going to be Jar Jar under there, and that's going to really fucking piss me off. Misa, the bad guy. <laughs> Misa lightsaber have three blades. Yeah. That's impressive that you, I mean actually it is quite impressive how spoiler free the internet has been. They have been really good about it. Yeah, it's it's it, kind of shocking. It's amazing. But I I have to this point avoided all spoilers for The Force Awakens. I was also able to avoid spoilers for The Red Wedding for three fucking seasons. So, 
you know, I I don't know. Yeah, but that's different. That's a book. Yeah, I know, but like three people don't like read. Literally three. Everybody Star Wars is. I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until season four. Like I went back and watched all the shit. I had no. I, I like. Oh wait, we. Okay, I won. What? What? With the 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 numbers game that we were playing. The number was five hundred twenty. Five five hundred and seventy-one million in the first weekend that was without worldwide. fucking China. That was. Oh, I didn't see five seventy-one. We didn't but that's say okay. worldwide. I believe you. We said fucking. U.S. No, I thought we said worldwide. I don't know. I don't listen to the show after we say it. It's <laughs> in one ear, out the other. But listen to that number. $571 million without China. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so no China. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Star Wars. Oh, I was just saying Evan. Oh, Evan. well, and way to go, Evan. Good for fucking you. Go enjoy your movie, sir. All right. Are we, uh, anything else we need to talk about? I didn't watch the Deadpool trailer yet. Oh, my God. You really should. Is it's it, good. Okay. It's real good. Really entertaining. I have I, hope for this movie. The pictures, I don't love the pictures of Colossus that I've seen. Oh, you don't? Um, I like him. Seeing him in action is a little bit better. Is it okay? And I, you get to see the the other girl in action as well in the trailer. Is it, yeah, is who it is, Gwenpool? Who is, oh, can I ask who that is or does he want to watch it? No, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't know who. I don't. I think she's a made-up character. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't play like nuke it. girl or I don't know blow up <laughs> chick. I really. I have high hopes. Could be bombshell. I guess. Mm, could be. I have high hopes for the Deadpool movie. I am yeah. not confident at all that it's going to be good because I've seen what Fox does to their movies. Um, but I think Fox is now getting a sense of humor about their fuck ups. I don't know. I saw a fan four stick. Like, yeah, but oh God. so did I. So bad. I thought it was passable. I, I, I thought it was okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I also felt the same way for Green Lantern. But that's colored by Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, I actually didn't hate Green Lantern as well. All right, we're off on a tangent. So announcer guy, why don't you uh, steer us back on track? Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thank you again, announcer guy. I don't know what we would do without you. I'd have to, like, write shit down, and that's just not going to happen. That's going to do it for uh, issue 64 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have time uh, during if, that's not even a word, if is what I meant to say, you have time during your holiday break, why don't you hop on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Uh, it helps move us up the charts, gets eyes and ears on the, uh, on the show. If you have a little bit more free time, why don't you check out some of the other fine podcasts that we have going on over at uh, GeekAid.com. We have the Stone Age Gamer podcast, uh, which is fabulous and uh, <laughs> not as good as this one, but it's pretty good. Uh, this week's especially was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have uh, Evan doing some more stuff. with. Uh, there was a new Artist Avenue that I saw that just went up mm -hmm. um, with the Women of Comics, which is a very cool thing that you were doing. Yes. Um, Six ladies, one podcast. Kind of tough. Kind of <laughs> tough, I would imagine. 
Uh, we also awesome. have <laughs> this week's episode, uh, our TV podcast. We have just a ton of stuff over there. New content going up every single stinking day except for Sundays, but sometimes Sundays because we're obviously a bunch of liars. Uh, if you want to <laughs> follow us individually, get in touch with us. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at GeekAidDan. You can find Evan. GeekAid underscore Evan. And you can find Matt. At StuffY. You could also find Dean at Kimono underscore Vestlord, but... Uh, you should shun him for the week. You really should. You really yeah. should. Join us Actually, next week. tell him that you're shunning him. <laughs> follow Tweet him. him. <laughs> tell him you're shunning him and then unfollow him. That will be funny. Uh, join us next week when we go through a whole new list of books for the final issue of Paper Cuts for 2015. I think that's it. Okay. Anything else? Is there? There's nothing no. special next week, right? We're not doing anything. Are Do there wanna, any like, storms coming? Week? Not the what? No, I'm gonna resurrect Dean. I need some lightning. <laughs> you gonna try to bring him back there, Frankenstein? I think I can do it. <laughs> All right. We'll see right. what happens. <laughs> Join us next week. Maybe Zombie Dean DeFalco. Who knows? Woo! Zombie Dean. For a prayer and a vest. <laughs> for Evan Goldstein, for Matt Much, for Dean DeFalco, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. <laughs>